This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 15, Cubs Spring Training Games. They have begun, Crawley. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter and Instagram and Fly the W on Facebook or email us, flythew670 at gmail.com. Crawley, how was the weekend? Oh, I, I, I literally sat there and watched ba- six, seven, eight hours worth of baseball. Uh, I watched both games, and then Marquis had a nice Billy Williams documentary afterwards, uh, Icons of the Ivy. I was in all my glory, Dustin. I just literally <laughs> hook, hook it up into my veins and just give me nothing but Cubs baseball. Yeah, I got to catch some on the uh, on the Odyssey app. I was able to listen to some of the uh, game on Saturday afternoon and catch some of that. I was out of town. So uh, tell tell us, Crowley, what did you uh, what did you see in the uh, in the first two games, and specifically, uh, you know, game number one, and then I want to ask you about game number two. Yeah. So after five long months of waiting, finally games on TV and six seventy the score, and I listened a little bit on the Odyssey app too to my guy Alex Coney did a great job. Um, but the Cubs took on the Giants, and and I was pumped. All the Cub fans on social media were pumped when David Ross released his roster, and that look like an opening day roster roster Dustin. that's all i'm saying you take yep. a look right here this is what we wanted man like if you were out in mesa nico horner at second and leading off swanson batting second ian batting third saya batting cleanup mancini's the dh bellinger in center hosmer at first wisdom playing third and then gomes catching with stroman on the bump now that is a lineup dustin that's a good way to start it. There's no doubt about that. And uh, a couple of the guys uh, delivered. A couple of guys had some nice uh, first spring training games. But I'm asking you, Dustin, if you were to pencil in your lineup, if Dustin Rhodes was given the lineup card by, by manager David Ross, how different would your lineup have been from what David put out there? You know, maybe maybe I change the catcher, but I don't know if Stroman prefers to throw to Gomes. I mean, that might be that might be it. Um, since Mancini was DHing, um, I'm fine with Hosmer over at first. It's going to be some combination of those two if all if both guys stay healthy. So yeah, I, I right now I, I have no problems with that at all. So how about here, you? I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was that's exactly how I would have exactly penciled it in. But Dustin, of course, it can't be Cub spring training without drama. We find out that Seiya Suzuki was scratched with oblique tightness and he would be replaced by Brennan Davis. So we've talked on this show about all the workout and muscle muscle that he put on. I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not, but obliques are not a fun thing to deal with. No, not a fun thing to deal with. And now, you know, they're not going to, they, the Cubs, are not going to rush. They're going to, 
you know, want them to take it slow. It'll be precautionary. We'll probably find out more information by the time we are on to episode number 16 of this podcast, season two. Um, but now I really don't want him going to the WBC. Yeah. Right. I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to pushing it because if you're going to that, you're going to push it. And, and I understand why you're going to push it if you're going to that, but I don't, I don't want him pushing it. Well, you know, the, the thing of it is now obviously is that, you know, say going to, they're going to take it slow with him and Brennan Davis, who I talked about, you know, because of everything that happened last year with his nerve issue in his back that now he has an opportunity. So, you know, really hoping he makes the most of it. But Marcus Stroman was handed the ball for the first start of the spring. And I thought he looked good. He gave up a run in the first. It was a one-out walk, a bloop single by former Cub Jock Peterson, and, and a, a solid RBI single by Stephen Piscotti, who always gave the Cubs fit when he was with the Cardinals. So uh, the Giants took a one nothing lead, but with two on and one out, Stroh was able to induce a ground ball, and we got to see our first double play between Nico Horner and Dansby Swanson. Of that was exciting. Right. Play. That was exciting. Yep, absolutely. Want to see plenty of those this year. Yes, and Stroman would go two innings, two hits, one run, one walk. Patrick Wisdom, though, this was funny. He makes this phenomenal grab to rob Blake Sable of a base hit. And so he jumps, he climbs the ladder, makes this play. And afterwards, Stroman points at him and starts pointing it at his shoes. And I'm like, what the heck is he doing? And so uh, uh, JD and Boog later on found out that Strowman was using uh, Sugar Brand, or I'm sorry, Wisdom was using spikes from Strowman's Sugar Brand. So he has his own shoe brand, and, and Wisdom was using that, and so that's what he was pointing at. But okay, I I, I can tell you that that you know it, it was a lot of fun watching the defense that very first game. You know, as far as it goes, you said you'd maybe replace uh, Tucker Barnhart with Jan Gomes. They had the bases loaded, but Gomes hitting a double play, run scored to tie it. Uh, they scored their second run on an RBI single by Trey Mancini, who went two for two on the day. Yeah, I was very, I was very excited to hear that the Trey had a nice, uh, nice opener for the Cubs. Well, you know, I, I truly believe that. I think when all is said and done, he's going to be the everyday first baseman. I don't think it's going to be a, a flipping and a flopping with uh, Hosmer. I think Mancini's going to take the job personally. All right, I, I'm and listen, I, I'm okay with that. I. I I, I remember banging the drum for Trey Mancini. As soon as we started talking hot stove, I was all over Trey Mancini. Now, Adrian Sampson did not have a good outing. He followed, um, you know, he piggybacked on Stroman and looking to solidify that fifth starter spot. He could not complete his two innings. He gave up three home runs and a walk, including back-to-back jacks in the fourth. But I'm not hitting the panic button on him just yet. A lot of people always count Adrian Sampson out. You'd rather he look good than not, but not going to freak out here, you know? Right. I, I I don't know that freak out. And again, you don't know. A lot of the times guys are working on things, right? So it's situational. They're working on things. He's not in his normal routine, if you believe in that. My issue is the two balls going out of the park, right? I mean, that that's, it's, it's giving up, it's giving up home runs. Now, if he was working on something and then they're never going to tell us that, and you're not going to be able to tell from watching it on TV or listening to it on the score. But if he was working on something and that's what happened, then we'll get a better idea if they're willing to give him the ball based on how others do in that fifth spot. But you know, giving up home runs is a recipe for disaster, and if you you know combine that with a couple of walks, that's extra disastrous. Well, the, the, the other thing, too, is that a couple of those balls really seemed to carry. It didn't look like they were going out, and, all, and all, they just kept going and going. It was like you wonder, right. like, in Chicago if they would have gone out. So, 
Um, the funny thing, though, is that in the, the fourth, fifth innings, you saw a lot of changes. In the bottom of the, you know, all of a sudden, they, they replaced so many people, and, and we got to see PCA. And PCA drew a walk, which was awesome. But he stole the base, and he was not even close to getting tagged out. It was beautiful. And Mervis was really selective at the plate. So he drew a walk. They advanced on a, a wild pitch, and Jared Young had a single and uh, advanced on an air. So PCA and Mervis score, and the Cubs, Cubs trailed 5-4. to four. But they scored seven runs in the fifth. And the forgotten man, David Bodie, <laughs> big three-run home run. Uh, you know, it was just a fun game to watch. Mervis was mashing. He hit every ball hard. One was an air, but it was smoke. Uh, you, Everyone was asking for the exit velocity because that poor first baseman, I got a feeling he'd be icing his glove hand on that one. Uh, and that was a rocket, and he had another solid single. So he looked really good. Andy Drew, like I said, that walk. So the Cubs would go on to hit, win 10-8. to eight. Uh, They scored 10 runs on 12 hits with no errors. Nico at the leadoff spot, Dustin, two for two. So that was exciting. And then Trey Mancini, as we talked about, two for two. And Bodie with the home run. Love to see PCA with the stolen base. San Fran didn't look too good. They scored eight runs on 13 hits, but they had six errors. So they gave a lot of free base runners to the Cubs. And you know what? Good for the Cubs. They made them pay. Right, and listen, that's what you want when when you get the uh, opening day lineup out there. You want you want the Cubs to uh, end up having having a good day, and you like uh, taking advantage of those defensive miscues by the Giants, which you which you mentioned. And then you know the pitching, right, Stroman. That, that's very important. You, you, the next time you want to see him, you know, maybe add an inning. Right, make sure he's coming out of the out of the games good. We don't want to hear any fatigued arms or anything like that. And Marcus Stroman, another guy who's also planning to play in the World Baseball Classic. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right. And the other thing about Strowman is is the big pitch for him is the sinker. You know, and a lot of people say, like, you want to be more, get as many kind of keep throwing that sinker, get working on that arm action so that it's ready for opening day. So I think the World Baseball Classic is actually going to help him more than hurt him. Uh, Samson, we talked about 1.2 innings pitch, three hits, four runs, one walk, one K. A couple of pitchers that came in that are, are you know, trying to catch on with the Cubs. Roenus Elias is a journeyman who signed a minor league contract with the Cubs in December. He missed 2020 and 2021 with Tommy John surgery. He went two innings and gave up two hits and two runs. You had Mark Leiter, Vinny Natoli, who was a non-roster invite. He played for Seattle and the Phillies. And then Eric Stout was with the Cubs last year for a little bit, and he worked in innings. So it was fine, you know? It was fine. But uh, game two, Dustin, game two, we got the lineup was the exact opposite of the game one lineup. It looked like uh, a getaway day lineup on that one. I was not too, you know, but hey. You know, whatever. Magical at third base. We got to see that for the first time. McKinstry at second. Mervis at first base. Rios, who the Cubs picked up at the last, you know, right before, uh, you know, spring training started, was uh, the DH and playing cleanup. Morrell was in short. Talkman, Velasquez, Barnhart, DeLucio, and Javier Assad um, got the call. Now, you're asking, wait a second, what do you mean? Yeah, it was a Justin Steele start. 
Just like before game one, we got news that Steele was scratched from his start because of arm fatigue. Ross said they are, quote, erring on the side of caution, but he expects him to throw a bullpen and make his next start. Any cause for concern, Dustin? As long as he makes the next start, no. No cause for concern. I'm all about the, the caution. I mean, he was going to throw, what, 25 pitches maybe? Right. And, and, you know, an inning and a third, an inning and two-thirds tops. If it was going real well, maybe two. So it's okay. You know, get get your work in and, and be ready for you know the opening series. That, that's all I care about. Come out of spring training uh, healthy and prepared. That that's what is you know. Now if he if they come back around, if this time next week he is scratched again, then yes, then I will start being concerned. Now most of these starters and the piggyback guys, the second guy in, you're they're going to want to see two innings from ideally. So that's roughly about where they're at is two innings. And so Javier Assad, who's competing with Adrian Sampson for that fifth starter spot, he he came in and he looked really good. He went two innings. He gave up zero hits, zero runs, zero walks, two Ks, six up, six down. He is also going to be playing in the World Baseball Classic for Team Mexico. So very exciting to see Javier Assad have a really good start. Like, like, like I said, we're not going to go crazy over one start, good or bad. But, but when you see someone, especially a kid like that, who, who just kind of looked like very confident, uh, I, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, listen, how do you, how can you not? I mean, look, two innings, zero hits, zero run, you know, right? I mean, six up, six down, two. That's exactly what you would want. You, you would want a guy like that or a guy to come in in, let's say, the sixth and seventh inning, right, in a regular season game after a, a true starter perhaps goes five. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and you like that uh, you know Chris Morrell got a hit, Madrigal got a hit. So all good things, all good things. Right. You had Morrell hit a double, and then uh, Mike Tuckman and Ben DeLucio, guys that signed minor league contracts, they got on and stole bases. Nick Madrigal with a single. I will say, I saw Madrigal. The, where, where do you think, you know, what do they say? The ball finds you? The very first ball put in play to, is hit to Madrigal. I thought it was an okay throw, not the greatest. Almost the runner, uh, it was uh, Mervis, had to kind of stretch behind him a little bit. But after that, I mean, things were fine. Um, the Cubs replaced the entire ninth in the bottom of the fifth. All nine players were replaced. And so PCA entered the game, which was was cool. You know, always love watching him. But in the sixth, David Bodie got his fourth RBI in two days uh, when he hit a double to score Darius Hill. And Darius Hill's been impressive. He's a guy that doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, but with Darius, he's a guy that uh, really, almost like a Tommy LaStella type, that just always makes contact, good bat-to-ball skills. Uh, just like like I said, he doesn't have the power, the gaudy power numbers. He's not the crazy fielder. He's just one of those grinders that just always gets on base and is a real tough out. You know what I mean? Yeah, he'd be he's a, he'd be a nice piece off the bench. There's no doubt about that. Cubs were up four nothing in the sixth, and, and at that point, the the pitching staff of uh, Javier Assad, Michael Rucker, Brandon Little, and Manny Manrod, all guys that played on the Cubs last season, only gave up one hit. But then when the other kind of the uh, minor league and, and some of the other guys came in that were signed to free agent contracts, Dodgers came alive. They scored two runs in the sixth, three in the seventh, and four in the eighth. Came off Nick Niedert, who signed a minor league contract in January. Bailey Horn and Hunter Big, who have been with the Cubs, each gave up runs. There was 11 walks, uh, most of them, like I said, in the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning. They just completely lost the strike zone. So, 
you know, you're not going to get too frustrated there because none of those guys are guys that you expect to be on the roster when it breaks. Uh, no, at the end, not at all. End, right. End you're, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not worried about those kind of guys at all. Now, if it was PCA coming in and, you know, and going over three with two K's and things like that, you, you, you might be concerned. But again, the guys that have a chance in the second game to, to be part of the of the big league roster, all, all got hits, all contributed. Right, and, and and so Magical was one for three with an RBI, and Morel was one for three with a double, and Bodie two for two with an RBI. So he wants to make things a little bit different, difficult. Uh, one thing that was really cool, Dustin, is that uh, PCA there was a uh, deep there there was a play that he made where he threw the I runner. I saw out that second. put out, yeah, put out from basically the warning track. Absolutely awesome, and 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 you know it's uh, when I watch him, it's just I can see. There's so many things that I look at, but but like I said, that stolen base, absolutely fun to watch. You know, just absolutely not even close to getting that guy, and and uh, and then seeing some of the plays he made in the outfield to put out, and and just just the way he glides. It's just like like I said, we just have watched so much bad center field play over the years that it's 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 nice to see a guy that just is absolutely at the right place at the right time. And, and and obviously, you know, I think he looked pretty good with the bat. Not great. You know, he, he drew a couple walks, stuff like that. But uh, the bat's going to come around. I, I think he just needs more at bats. I don't know if he's going to make it on the, on the big league squad this year. There's, It's going to be hard to keep him down. I got a feeling it's going to be hard to keep him down because, like I said, that glove, ready to play. The speed always plays. It's, it's just being a little bit more selective in the plate. And if he can do that, it's, it's not going to be long for him. Good news is, Crawley, there is plenty of spring training ahead for us to uh, talk about. We'll get to uh, keep our eyes and ears on it, thanks to uh, Marquis and obviously uh, 670 The Score.